At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. About one in eight women will develop breast cancer at some point during her life. While one can't change some risk factors such as genetics and aging, there are certain things one can do that may lower your risk for breast cancer. My guest today is Dr. Linda Bosserman. She's a premier medical oncologist at City of Hope, Rancho Cucamonda. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bosserman. So tell us about the risk factors for breast cancer, the ones that we cannot change, genetics and such. Let's start with those. Well, the fact that we're women, we know that one in eight women are at risk to get breast cancer if you live to age 90. It's still a disease that increases after age 50 and 60, so everyone shouldn't walk around worrying about it, but we want to be aware of our family history and our own physical uh, body exam. So genetically, some families are at risk at higher risk to get breast cancer, and particularly at younger ages, and that may be associated with breast and ovary cancer or other cancers. So everyone should know their family history and talk to their doctor and have an assessment if they might be at higher risk than just the background risk of our population. The other risk really has to do with health factors we can control, and that's diet, exercise, and our weight. So we need to really be aware of that and take an active approach to our health. So let's start with exercise. To use it as a prevention for not only breast cancer, but other types of cancer as well. What do you recommend that people do exercise-wise to help reduce that risk? Well, the main data shows that if women will exercise 45 minutes at least five days a week, You lower your breast cancer risk, you lower your risk of heart disease and stroke, which we shouldn't forget are still the number one cause of death in women, and you also, after a cancer diagnosis, especially breast cancer, lower your risk of recurrence, which is so important. Okay, so we're talking about a combination of cardiovascular exercise and weight training, just general exercise. Is taking a walk enough for you? Well, ideally, the aerobic exercise helps two or three times a week, as well as overall fitness and toning. So if you can't do anything except walk, that's a good start, but it has to be at at a pace that really gets your heart rate up for a period of time. Um, walking is acceptable. I, I tell women, if you can't do anything else, buy a dog and walk four miles a day. You'll keep your weight under control, and you'll improve your fitness. But ideally, you develop a more well-rounded program that balances cardiovascular and uh, general body fitness and, and some weight training, especially for osteoporosis prevention, which also goes along as women age and is common in the breast cancer Uh, population, especially after breast cancer. So now what about diet? Because we are hearing more and more in the media today, Dr. Bosserman, about diet and how foods can actually help you fight off so many of these cancers. So can you tell us about certain cancer-fighting foods and other healthy habits that can dramatically lower our risk? Yes, food should be our main medicine. Food, if we look at 
diet information. The healthy diet has to have a foundation that is plant-based. So that means emphasizing fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, beans, and whole grains. That should be our main foundation. And, of course, grains, although important, may increase your carbohydrate load. So you have to be selective in using grains, but they're very important for nutrients. When we get to vegetables, we know that the main cruciferous vegetables, which are broccoli, Brussels sprouts, uh, kale, and uh, cauliflower, have very important nutrients that help fight cancer. So do fruits. But again, depending on our weight goals, we, we want to have fruits that don't have immediate release of sugar. So we have to tailor the fruits uh, to really look at our weight goal. We can't be using a lot of juices, which can release a lot of immediate sugar. In fact, I advise my patients to blend smoothies so they get all the fiber that helps slow glucose absorption and really has more nutrients and you get all the fiber with it or eat the whole orange, eat the whole apple. Uh, I really don't really promote juices as much as eating the whole fruits and vegetables. Dr. Bosserman, we've heard that alcohol use can increase the risk of breast cancer and that even folic acid may reduce that risk of the risk that's increased with alcohol consumption. Tell us about that. So the issue of alcohol can be complex. There's no simple answer, but overall, alcohol is a significant cancer-causing agent, not just breast cancer, but other cancers. So we know in women, we should limit daily alcohol intake, if you drink daily, to no more than one alcoholic beverage a day, and that's two ounces of alcohol. So when we go out, often these wonderful wine glasses with eight ounces are more than one one glass equivalent. Uh, Certainly if you have one or two drinks or glasses of wine on a weekend, that's not going to increase your risk significantly. But daily alcohol intake, more than one drink a day for women and more than two a day for men, starts to increase your, your risk of cancer. There is data that having folic acid daily can help lower that. Uh, folic acid is important in our diet and should be obtained from, again, a fresh diet of fruits and vegetables. But I think we really have to look at alcohol as we get older and you start, people start drinking more every day. That's not good for our health, and it certainly can start to increase the cancer risk. Dr. Bosserman, what about hormone therapy? There's been a lot of controversy about that as a risk for breast cancer. Yes, it remains very controversial. The first irony is, of course, that as women age and go into menopause, that's when the breast cancer risk increases. We know that complex uh, hormone replacement like Premarin that was horse urine with many kinds of estrogens in it increased the breast cancer risk over time, especially when combined with uh, chemically synthetic uh, progestin that was used in the PremPro combination. Again, it's a low risk, but it's significant, especially in longer-term use. If you look at using estradiol alone, one of the main estrogens, that has a very small increased risk of breast cancer, and overall, it lowers your mortality because it helps prevent heart disease. So every woman needs to talk to their doctor about symptoms of menopause, 
And depending on those symptoms, hormone therapy used within the first five years of menopause below age 60 certainly is of benefit to women if you need treatment. It still remains controversial in women who may have a high-risk family history. We don't really know the answer, whether there's we can tailor it to bioidentical hormones that are more natural, uh, may be absorbed through the skin and not through the stomach, that may have less side effects and can be customized with a combination of the estradiol or estrace and uh, natural progesterone. So we really need more studies, and that information isn't exact and may not increase breast cancer risk. Now, what about our weight? This is a controllable risk factor for breast cancer, Dr. Bosserman. And when people hear controlling your weight and being overweight, you know, we we deceive ourselves a little. Oh, I'm not that much overweight, or I only have a few pounds to lose. What do you really think is an ideal weight? How can we figure out our ideal weight so that we are really reducing our risk for breast cancer where weight is related? We know as we increase weight, we increase fat. It's really the fat content of our body, and fat tends to uh, release, and certainly women hold uh, more of the toxic estrogen, estrone, and certainly increases the risk of cancer as well as heart disease. So it's definitely toxic to have excess fat, especially as we get older, and put that fat in our central abdominal area. So I think it's really important that we maintain a healthy weight if we want to lower our risk of cancer and heart disease. And in just the last minute and a half or so, Dr. Bosserman, tell people why they should come to City of Hope for their breast cancer care. City of Hope is really unique in having reached out from this nationally known academic uh, National Comprehensive Cancer Center to build an extensive community network where all of us have the advantage of a multidisciplinary team that can take every patient's unique presentation with cancer or a concern for cancer and make sure they have a comprehensive treatment plan that includes every option for their best long-term health and outcome. And that's really now available throughout all the counties in Southern California, as well as people around the world who can come to the center and to the networks to make sure that each patient has access to the best treatment plan, but also to the latest research and availability of clinical trials to test new ideas in addition to all the standard treatments as we continue to improve the survival rate and cure rate for women with breast cancer and other cancers. Thank you so much, Dr. Linda Bosserman. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.